Rebel Nation, are you ready? It's time for the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. He gets the blocks he needs. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Straight in the middle. It's a first down and more. See you later. It's going to be a touchdown for Judkins. Right up the middle, David. Big gaping hole opened up, and Judkins just burst through there. Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, Yancey Porter, and Gordon Ford bring you the latest on everything going on with Ole Miss Athletics. Gets control and the dock. Oh, my. Don't sit on the sidelines. Be part of the show. Text in your questions or comments at 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093. 1093. I guess you don't have to, but you need to. He hits one high and deep left field. Kane shading the eyes at the track, and it is gone. Let's get to it. Here's your host, Gary Darby. And we're in the studio with Chuck Yancey and you. We thank you for joining us for this version of the program. Ole Miss outscored Tulane 27 to 3 in the second half. And gets the win in that nationally ranked battle in Tulane. Big win uh, for Ole Miss to get to 2-0 and move up uh, a stage or two in the polls. Uh, hot day, but the Rebels responded. I've been talking about depth for since spring. It finally showed Saturday what depth can do for you. Because Tulane's first team seemed to be every bit as good as ours. But their second team wasn't even close. I think that's true, Chuck, but Gary made a good comment to me before this started, the second-half adjustments that Ole Miss is making offensively and defensively, and it's been a stark difference than the previous two or three years under Lane, and that's also a major factor. I, I didn't notice a lot of adjustments other than on the defensive line. They moved Ivy and, and uh, I think Cedric Johnson on the inside and put uh, – Ukwu and Stone, right? Yeah, Akilo Stone. Stone. Yeah. And they made their line faster. Right. Their defensive line was faster, and I thought that, that worked really well. And then Dart became more of a factor in the run game in the second half. That's right. With some yes. draws and yep. some things yep. Uh, yep. because of the, the, the blitz. And, the, and, look, those linebackers from Tulane coming right through the middle over and over again were an issue. We said before the season ever started, that Quinshawn Judkins was going to be a marked man. Yep. They're keying on Quinshawn Judkins. They're going to make Jackson Dart beat them. I mean, and, and who can blame them? The, the kid gained almost 1,600 yards last year. I'd load up the box, too. If you did that, there's ways to negate that by throwing quick hitters, quick screens, sure. getting guys sure. in the open flat, and they need a they need a game plan that more. Sure. Because, because, like you said, they're going to be keying on doing that from, from here on out until Ole Miss makes an adjustment run, to the adjustment. And they're right? doing run blitzes, you know, that, yeah. that, that guard against Quinshawn but still attack the quarterback. Just I mean, like State did in the Egg Bowl. Yeah, they're populating the, the line of scrimmage, and, I, you know, I don't blame them. Make Jackson Dart think and, and, and get rid of the ball quickly. Sure. And, and, and Ole Miss was able – to do that, especially in the second half. First half of this segment brought to you by First South Farm Credit. Go ahead. I, I was anxious to see how Jackson was going to do under pressure, and we found out Saturday he can perform under pressure. 100 years of experience supporting rural communities and agriculture, ready to guide you through your financial journey at First South Farm 
credit. And you can text message in, as some of you already have, at 662-426-1093. We'll get to those in a moment. We'll also get Jackson Caudell back on the program. He was with us before the Georgia Tech game last year. He's going to join us tonight. And Harry Harrison from the Ole Miss Radio Network will do so as well. Five things brought to you by our friends at Outback Steakhouse, our friend Steve Grantham. There's nine of those in Mississippi and Tennessee, Outback Steakhouse locations. First thought of the day, I thought Jackson Dart willed Ole Miss the victory Saturday. Without Dart, Ole Miss loses that game and probably loses handily. Second thought, in my personal opinion, the offensive line is Ole Miss's biggest weakness to date. They consistently, they consistently struggle to open holes for Judkins and block for Dart. They return four out of the five starters on the offensive line that open holes for the number three rushing attack in the 22 season, along with their star running back. But they have a new offensive line coach and are starting two new portal linemen. This is the hardest unit to play cohesively together. The talent is there, and it's fixable. Will they get it fixed? We'll see. Thought number three, the loss of Trey Harris really hurt Ole Miss's game plan Saturday. It took them a while to figure it out, but they finally started clicking again. The question now is how long will Harris be out? Chucky, we'll talk about that in a minute. Thought number four, Ole Miss is really missing Caden Prescorn. They need someone to take advantage of the middle of the field, and they need that extra blocker. And the last thought of the day, the Ole Miss special teams Units are a stark difference right now. The kickoffs and field goal kicker, Caden Davis, are as good as anyone in the country, while the punting unit leaves a lot to be desired. And, Chucky, that's the end of the thoughts, and we'll go right back to that. Why did they not bring in another punter this offseason? I don't know. That's a good question. You know, Charlie Pollock is out there. Um, I don't know, man. The- when you can't punt it more than 10 yards in the air, and the punter – I mean, you look – the 10, 10 points for Tulane – came because of Ole Miss's punting woes. They can't, Ole Miss has to get an edge in the little areas that don't revolve around getting the blue-chip prospects, and the special teams is where you can get it. Punting is killing Ole Miss again this season. Hey, we kicked field, go- kick field goals on Saturday. No doubt. <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> you know, that, from, the, from last year to the, you know, think about the, the stark difference of of we took one to get it to seventeen to ten. That was a little close, and, and then done that all all yeah. during the lane tenure. But the punting these last two years oh, have been atrocious. All right, we've got the questions. We'll get to in a little while. In the text messages or injuries and more coming up as well. It's the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land since 1916 
with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthland.com. Equal housing lender. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know. Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family, from dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Campbell Clinic Orthopedics, a national and international leader in musculoskeletal care, is opening a full-service clinic in Oxford on June 12th, offering a full spectrum of orthopedic care, including sports medicine, pediatrics, hip and knee, spine, shoulder and elbow, foot and ankle, hand and wrist, as well as cast and x-ray services, and a physical therapy department. Schedule online now at www.campbellclinicoxford.com. We also offer a convenient weekly walk-in clinic Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. Campbell Clinic Oxford, located at 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Across from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Hey, still to go on the program, we'll get your text messages at 426-1093. A look into the injury report. We've got Ole Miss Radio Network. Harry Harrison will join us. Now we'll bring back second straight year. Works for Sports Illustrated and all yellowjackets.com. It's our friend Jackson Caudell. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? Thank you. Hey, since we had you on last year, can you just kind of take us through what has happened and how the improvement has gone with Georgia Tech football? Because we're watching a product now that's totally different from when Ole Miss left Atlanta that day. Yeah, I'll try to keep a long-winded story just down to a little bit. So shortly after the Ole Miss game, Georgia Tech went down to play UCF. And after that ugly result, Jeff Collins was fired. Brent Key took over as the interim head coach. Now, he's a Tech alum. He played offensive line for Georgia Tech and had been the offensive line coach since 2019. Proceeded to finish the year 4-4. Four and four. Uh, He had three wins over teams that had nine wins last year. He pulled big upsets against North Carolina, Pitt, um, also beat Duke. And he played Georgia a lot tougher than most expected. So, he took over the program there, built out a staff, and then had Louisville on the ropes a couple weeks ago. And he, he's really energized the program, I think, and is trying to, to make Tech football make people proud of Georgia Tech football again, which hadn't been the case over the past three or four years. So he's brought a lot of energy, and now things don't get fixed overnight, of course, but like I, th- I think the future's bright right now. Did he did he hit the portal pretty heavily? Because uh, a lot faster. of teams that are making 
one-year transitions uh, are relying on the portal. Yes, sir. So he took over, and like like you said, I think a lot of coaches in their first recruiting class try to lean more on uh, instant impact transfers rather than high school transfers, and, and he's done just that. Um, Haynes King is coming over. I'm sure you guys are familiar with him from, from being at Texas A&M. He took over, and he's really done well these first two games. Uh, he threw for four touchdowns against South Carolina State last Saturday. He played a really clean game against Louisville. Um, and then he, he's done it elsewhere. The receiver room has really been remade in the transfer portal. Dominic Blaylock from Georgia, Christian Leary from Alabama, Chase Lane from Texas A&M. Also got Brett Seether from Georgia. He already has two touchdown catches. So really on the offensive side of the ball, it's been a total remake. And he, he's also done it on the defensive side as well, though not as much as on offense. Schematically, how has Tech changed since the coaching change? Defensively, now they haven't changed a ton. Andrew Thacker is still the defensive coordinator there. He he had been there under Jeff Collins previously, and he kind of earned his way in there after some good performances. But offensively, it's a lot different. The run game is a lot more dynamic. You're going to see also see a lot more screens in the passing game. They have a lot more speed on offense this year, and they really try to utilize getting the ball in those guys' hands, whether it's Malik Rutherford, Chase Lane, uh, Jamal Haynes, he's a converted receiver playing running back now, and he had over 100 yards last week. They try to get him involved in different ways. They do a lot better of doing that than the previous staff ever did, and I think that's been a huge plus for them so far this year. You know, Haynes King, um, when he was at Texas A&M, I thought the quarterback killer, Jimbo Fisher, um, <laughs> really just, you know, it's amazing since he's been at Texas A&M, he's just – He's just ruined quarterbacks, and I'm I'm glad to see Haynes King get a, another opportunity because I thought he was pretty good talent when he was at A and M. Yeah, and I, I think his his strengths are being utilized a lot better than at A and M. He is a very athletic kid, and he does really well getting on the perimeter and making throws on the run. But at A and M, he was being asked to drop back, make a thousand reads in the offense, and then make a decision instead of just getting the ball out quick. Use your legs when needed. I mean, he had, I think, 70 yards, 60, 70 yards rushing against Louisville. This staff has done, through two games, has done a really good job of utilizing his talents a lot better, and he's also been really good in the locker room. Ole Miss has really struggled running the ball the first two weeks. How does Georgia Tech's front seven match up against Ole Miss? Well, this is the part of the game that scares me a little bit, and I think – Everybody remembers what happened last year. Ole Miss running wild on, on Georgia Tech. And the biggest problem defensively so far has been tackling. Uh, there, there were a lot of third and long or fourth down conversions that Louisville got where Georgia Tech's safeties, linebackers, you name it, just, just missed several tackles. They, have, they also are one of the – I think they're the only team in the nation uh, that does not have a sack yet. Getting, getting in the backfield and creating problems has not been the strength of this team so far. And I know Ole Miss hasn't been able to run the ball a ton uh, with a ton of success in the first couple of games, but this is the weakest part of the Georgia Tech football team as it currently stands. On the opposite coin, uh, how does Georgia Tech, the schematically or speed-wise, there's still some questions about Ole Miss's secondary. How fast are the offensive playmakers for Georgia Tech? A lot faster than they've been in a, a long, long time. Uh, some of the guys I mentioned earlier, Malik Rutherford, he, he's been the most heavily targeted receiver so far, and he's a smaller guy, uh, but he, he really can do the – he does a lot with the ball in his hands. He, he's really good yards after catch. Christian Leary, he's another speedster. And Jamal Haynes is a guy that's really come on. He just converted to running back, as I was saying earlier, and, and 
He he is very, very fast. He broke a big 67-yarder near the end of the half to put Georgia Tech in position to score another touchdown last weekend. So I think that's going to be the key for them on offense is to get their guys in space and, and force Ole Miss to, to tackle well. And Louisville didn't do it very well. South Carolina State, of course, didn't do it very well. But this is, of course, a, a much bigger step up in competition. Is this a tempo offense, a, a, an offense that tries to be balanced as well? Yes, sir. So uh, last week it was a, almost a 50-50 split run pass, and, and they do try to play fast. I mean, they're, they're going to get to the line and, and get the call off quickly. I think they went away from that in the second half against Louisville, which caused uh, the 15-point the lead to kind of evaporate pretty quickly. And I think that that was something that they need to, to sustain, uh, that they need to play aggressive still and play fast. And they did that last week, but, you know, you got to show it against bigger-time teams now. Jackson, we thank you for joining us tonight and being a part of it. Safe travels if you're headed towards Oxford. Hey, great information, yes, my there. friend. Thank you. Give me a call, Jackson. I'll me. show you around. Yes, thank sir. you, big guy. Thank <laughs> you. Jackson Caudell with us. Sports Illustrated, allyellowjackets.com. He covers them for Georgia Tech. Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by Gateway Tire, serving you since 1929, 54 locations across six states. Gateway Tire goes the distance for you. Chuck and, and Gary, I – what I really like right now is Ole Miss is facing some competition with some really skilled guys that can run to get them set up for the SEC play. I thought it got exposed a little bit in that first half again, but second half, Gary and I were talking about this earlier. They really, you know, they started shutting down the passing game. Yes, Ole Miss was getting a lot more pressure. The ball had to come out of the hands quicker, but the DBs were on top of everything. What, what, what do you think about it so far? Uh, I think DeAndre Prince is all SEC. Oh, yeah. Well, no question about and, him. And, you know, if he's your lockdown guy on, on one of their fleet uh, receivers, then I, I think Zamari Walton will be fine against a bigger receiver. Uh, I think Dewan Anthony's come – Made some good plays. Trey Washington got burned for a touchdown, but um, he was there. He, he, all, yeah, he was there, shoot. and he made some other good plays. So I, I, I think we're okay back there. I, I'm like Harry said last week. He he thinks we're okay, and I do too. Uh, but Prince, man, to me, oh yeah, he's whew, he's, he's the real deal he's now. A dog. And 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 Anthony was really a key part of this equation. We started seeing it during practices. Him becoming mm-hmm. more of a key figure in that backfield, and there were some questions about his coverage ability at Liberty, but I I thought he started answering those questions. I do, too. And John Saunders has done a good job. Him, too. Um, I think Tasia Young is going to be okay. And Ishim Young has played a lot of, lot of go- uh, golf, yeah. a lot of <laughs> football for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I think we're okay back there. I really do. Now, you know, because I think Tulane was a good test. I do, too. And, and Georgia Tech, I've noticed against Louisville guys – um, they had three or four guys that could really run with the ball. So, again, I think this is going to really prep Ole Miss for these SEC matchups, especially considering Bama's up after Georgia Tech. You know what's interesting to me? When he was talking about the transfer portal, those guys are coming from big programs, right. all, every one of them. Yeah. And Georgia, Alabama, yeah. A&M. And they don't recruit duds. No. They just don't. <laughs> no. You know, these guys just probably hadn't been able to break the starting lineup, and they wanted to play. So. And that's why the big programs outside of Georgia, it seems like, are getting weaker right now because those guys are not developing under Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, those programs. They're transferring out. Yeah, they want to go play. Yep. Text messages and injuries come up next. Stay with us. Down to me.
Can you imagine years of hard work and saving, and now you're worried about outliving your retirement savings? Paxton Farise and the Farise Group have over 20 years and a process working towards success, not stress, after retirement. To know how you can truly enjoy a level of comfort and security, talk to the Farise Group. Retirement should be stress-free, not stressful. The Farise Group, farisegroup.com, offices in Oxford and Jackson. The Farise Group, your partner in retirement. Registered representatives offer securities through Security America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. The Farise Group, LLC, and Securities America companies are separate entities. Big Delta Power Sports on Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year. Check out the great selection now of major brands like Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and Kawasaki. Featuring the most fun off the road and on the road. Motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. Zero-turn mowers. Plus, you'll find generators by Honda and Polaris. And Big Delta is your steel power equipment dealer. Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play. Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville, and Flowood, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. House cleaning is just one of those things you gotta do. But life is busy, and the great folks at Brittany's Cleaning Services understand that and are here to help. They provide professional cleaning services for residential, commercial, and rental properties. Reliable, honest, experienced cleaners with affordable pricing. Servicing Olive Branch, Tupelo, Water Valley, Bruce, Holly Springs, Pontotoc, Oxford, Baylor, New Albany, South Haven, Senatobia, and Batesville. Call for more information at 662-202-8868 and follow them on social media. That's Brittany's Cleaning Services, LLC. Hey, Rebel fans, want to be more involved with Ole Miss? Well, join the Grove Collective, the exclusive Ole Miss NIL program. With the new name, image, and likeness law, Rebel fans now have the opportunities to support and elevate Ole Miss student-athletes. And the Grove Collective has created a unified portal to amplify that support. As part of the Grove Collective, your support opens access to special events, fan experiences, merchandise, and marketing opportunities with student-athletes. To find out more and to become part of the Grove Collective NIL program, visit thegrovecollective.com. Hottie toddy and go Rebs. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. All right, this portion of things, we'll do a few text messages from you guys, and we thank you for sending them at 426-1093 and the injury report leading into the game against Georgia Tech. We'll have Harry Harrison come on. We'll get uh, some Ole Miss news. We'll get into the recruiting. We'll do the good, bad, and ugly before the night is done. Text messages. Let's start here. Uh, from uh, the 662, why do they replace two offensive linemen who played so well last season? That's my question, too. I wish I knew because Mine too. I thought Jaden Williams was a really good left tackle last year, and I thought it was Eli Acker's turn to take over at left guard for Nick Broker. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that Kern and, and McGee are the, are the reason why this line is not producing – but I just don't understand why you take people that are producing and take them out. Well, Chucky got the number two or three rushing team in the country last year. You returned everybody but Broker, including your star running back. And now, you know, Judkins is averaging, what, 50 yards a game? Uh, you know, to, <laughs> now, and I also understand that the blocking schemes have changed a little bit from zone blocking well, to man on man block. What, what is your idea on that? No, that I, I don't, I don't think it's a scheme. I think what it is is, is that people are keying on Quinshawn, like we talked about earlier. I mean, 
he, he gained 1,600 yards last year, basically, and people are not going to let him beat them anymore. I mean, they're going to say, Jackson Dart, you got to throw the ball. But weren't they keen on Quinshawn last year, no, especially the second half no, of the season? No, no, not like no, that. They weren't boxing up like they are now. They were. They had seven or eight guys in the box in the in the perimeter. I mean, it wasn't like that last year. Well, back to the two offensive linemen, and I don't mean to sing out of anybody, but McGee, he just physically he's not able to do the job at the level it needs to be done from what I see from my viewpoint. And, you know, put in Reese McIntyre if you don't want to put in Acker, but he does a good job when he comes in there. Try to mix it up. I, I don't know. I don't understand what's going on. Uh, with those two, and not only are they not getting in Acker and Williams, I believe Acker played one play and Williams played seven. Well, so not, they're not even not that they're not starting, but they're not even playing. Well, not only that, but you know, last year we only gave up the offensive line only gave up eleven sacks all of last year. They gave up four Saturday, yeah. so they're they're not only not run blocking, they're not protecting the quarterback. Yeah, the the pass pro set blocking was the problem last year, but they were. Excellent at run blocking, and this year they're not doing either. But, again, like I said in the five thoughts, I think the talent is there. I think they'll get it fixed just how long it's going to take. I, I, You know, you could say they get it fixed, but they're outnumbered. And until Priestcorn comes back, until Quinchon, yeah, Quinchon and those guys learn to pick up blitzes, uh, it's going to be more of the same. It's not all on the offensive lines, what I'm saying. Sure. One more text message about Haynes King and the transfer from Georgia Tech. Obviously, it 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 makes a difference. Georgia Tech should have won the game against Louisville. Yeah, that was a bad I mean, loss. They should have. He won that mentioned game. the big plays that happened at the end. Yeah, but Ole Miss sees another really good quarterback this Saturday. Well, I don't know how in the world Jameis Winston won the Heisman under Jimbo <laughs> Fisher because I, I I'm gonna tell you now, poor Jimbo is just a lousy quarterback coach. I don't know if he's hands on with the quarterback, but you know, and if you watch him, at least up until this year, I haven't seen anything this year. But for a couple of years there, every time a quarterback would come off the field, he was in, in his ear, yep. just wearing him out. Now, how do you play like that? When is Ole Miss face A&M this year? Is it in November, like it's been the last few years? It is, is in it? Yeah. It is, let's see, I've got the schedule pulled up right here. They played uh, A&M uh, first week of November, November 4th. So that's what, four games to go or three? With how many left to go? Yeah, four left. That that's 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 going to be borderline. Weekends I after that, bet you. I I would. I don't know if there's a bet in Vegas. If there is, it'd be an interesting tape. But I bet there's a good chance Ole Miss does not face Jimbo. I think they'll they'll allow themselves three to four weeks before the season ends to vet and and hire them a new coach. Boy, that's awfully bold. I, I don't just. I'm just telling you. Watch, watch. What's about to happen? A and M. They're going to be sitting about two and seven. Two and six, and well, get ready to write that check for about seventy-five million. <laughs> you can go hang out on. I the, think it's forty on the range. No, right it's uh, uh-uh. no, it's still up. The money the- you lose, though, Chuck, year by year by by having a coach that yeah. can't win is way over what you have to pay I, to get them out. I get that. I get that. So you got to take that into fact. One last text message, and we'll go to the injuries. Any word on Franklin's return? No, no. I mean, the anticipation is Alabama because he, he has been running some out at practice but not with the team over in what they call Muscle Beach where the injured players go. And I've seen him cut some at about three-quarter speed. Um, I, I'm looking for him to make a vast improvement this week and, and 
be unveiled, so to speak, at Alabama. And we're about to get into the injuries. Don't we think that's probably the case for everybody on the injured list? You hope that you can get through Georgia Tech with what you have and beat Georgia Tech and then get all the guys back. Well, the three main ones, Prescorn, right. uh, Franklin, and Trey Harris. Especially yeah. Trey Harris. I mean, he's just he's a difference maker. And then that makes the development of Aiden Williams – who's also can be a difference maker, even more important. As we saw, you know, he was blocking on the pass that was thrown to him there on third down. No, and, that's why he's yeah, not playing. I, exactly. That's why. exactly. It but, doesn't have anything to do with his physicality. He's as physical, physically gifted as any receiver we got. He just doesn't know what to do yet. Yep, yep, just and people, learning. we just have to be patient with guys like with Perkins and Williams and let them learn, let them – I mean, you don't want them to come in and fail and kill their confidence. That, that's just that's just lunacy to me. Text messages brought to you by Cannon Cleary McGraw at ccmoxford.com. What about our injury report, sir? Well, we just kind of went over it other than uh, wide receiver Larry Simmons is also out with a groin injury. I don't expect for him to come back this year. I think he's probably going to have surgery. And I don't know what's wrong with wide receiver Jeremiah Dillon, but he's out. Uh, Chris Corn is still out. Um uh, Franklin's still out, and, of course, Trey Harris injured his knee. But when I had a text exchange with him this morning, um, I texted him and asked him how he was doing, and all he sent me back was one of those emoticons of a thumbs up. So I don't know what that means. Uh, Now, I'm hearing from the Manning Center. It's probably week to week, but he seems to think he's going to play. Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine at OxfordOrtho.com. Harry Harrison's next. Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat and a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out on their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. Roof leaks can disturb your relaxing weekend or put your business operations and assets in jeopardy. Riverland Roofing is a licensed, insured, and certified roofing contractor that offers clients quality solutions that suit their budget. As a certified GAF master contractor, Riverland can offer warranties that can last a lifetime, servicing five states, including Mississippi and Tennessee. Owned and operated by Ole Miss alumni, Riverland Roofing covers what matters most, home or business. Find out more at RiverlandLLC.com or call 844 844- 901 roof. 
Make Lenora's in Oxford your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora's. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, D'Auberville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Time to talk a little bit to our man, Harry Harrison, Ole Miss Radio Network, who's back with us. He made it back from New Orleans, and he's well on a Monday night. How are you? Everything's good, my man. Yeah, 2-0. Got a big win on the road. Sort of a hard-fought win, but it was a good one. Harry, let me ask you something. You didn't ever listen to any uh, Mick Jagger while you were in college, did you? (laughs) (laughs) Every time that that song comes on, when when you come on, it just makes me smile because I know I could just visualize you right now. Do you realize? Saw saw me in person once or twice, and not only them, but a whole bunch of others. (laughs) <laughs> Harry, do you realize that they're going to put out a new album in October? Oh, really? And this is the 61 years they've been putting out music. <laughs> they've, got their, they've got their single out already, Chuck, called Angry. I've heard it a few times. Yeah? The greatest <laughs> yeah. band ever. It's, all, it's already out there. That's amazing. i got to hear that. But I will, I'll buy the whatever. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> the stream or the whatever they put out, I'll buy it. Harry, this isn't uh, specifically Ole Miss, but I know you've seen a little bit of football around the SEC specifically. I, I'm excited this year because, yes, Georgia's the best team and, and they're going to be tough, but there's really not a dominant team in the SEC. Georgia's even had their problems, two slow starts coming out of the gate. I'm sure they'll start getting together with the new OC and quarterback. But you look at the SEC West, I mean, I don't think it's ever been more wide open than it is this year. Everybody has weaknesses. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that, Yes, I mean, Alabama recruits very well every year. If they're not number one, they're in the top five every year. So you know they got athletes. They, 
seemed to have, you know, I, I thought uh, what little I got to see in the game Saturday night, the quarterback was like a, a one-check wonder. Once he checked one side, he was gone. He's not going to stay in the pocket long. And the offensive line, what I've heard, did not play well. But I know how that works. And the Rebel offensive line didn't play well for the first quarter and a half either. But uh, uh, it, it, that's why it's a four-quarter four game. But, uh, yeah, a lot of teams went down Saturday in the SEC. And, uh, you know, you got to say it's uh, it's wide open in the West. And I think in, in the East, you got uh, Georgia, and then you got Tennessee after that, and everybody else is looking up. How in the world can a program as storied and as resourced as Alabama have that quarterback? Did not that's prepare a, after Bryce Young to. That, to that's ha- a great question, Chuck. And you know they had it. That they've got the, the head coach of UT Martin. I guess he's still there. Uh, Ty Simpson, his son. We recruited mm-hmm. him hard. He's a five-star quarterback. Came out of high school. He's over there on that roster. I forget. I think the others transfer from Notre Dame. Uh, and so they held out to the last few days about who was going to start, even though Milrow had played in some mop-up roles last year. Uh, he's just not the same. You know, of course, Bryce Young won the, the Heisman Trophy a couple of years ago, so we know how good he was, number one pick in the draft. Milrow certainly, after watching him two games, is, is a letdown, quite a bit of a letdown from that. But, uh, hey, there's a lot of folks that would have been a letdown for Bryce Young. Hey, I'll tell you something else that stuck out in that game, and I, we'll talk about Ole Miss in a minute, obviously, but um, I thought Sarkeesian schooled their new defensive coordinator over there. <laughs> but who is it, Kevin Steele? Steele, yep. Yeah. They and only had six QB pressures the whole game. I'm telling you, man, Sarkeesian called a game. Well, that's what I heard, Chuck. We we were late getting out of the stadium and had to walk a while, stuck in traffic, got to see a little bit, and then – Dozed off to sleep, sitting there watching it uh, Saturday night back at the hotel. But uh, yeah, everything I heard, and then, you know, I also heard today that they made uh, had ten penalties in the game, and you know, a couple turnovers maybe, and just didn't play a very clean game, unlike Alabama normally does in Tuscaloosa. Well, Harry, I guess the biggest question on everybody's mind is, what is the matter with the Ole Miss offensive line? Yeah, I think I think that's the number one question coming out of this game. I tell you, uh, you know, and, and you can't get emotional when you play on the offensive line because you got so many things you got to think about. We weren't very aggressive in, in the first quarter and a half, uh, Yancey. I, I know, hey, you're blocking, but you got to be aggressive. Uh, that, Willie Fritz has got those guys playing hard. You know, he doesn't have as much yeah. talent as we did across that roster, but those guys, that front seven – Played as they played as hard as you're going to see anybody play, and uh, we finally we didn't have a lot of uh, backup ability, but we and we finally warmed out in the second half. And we I think we came out of half recognizing that we got to pick up our tempo and play a heck of a lot better than we were. And I think Jackson Dart, uh, you know, God bless him, he just kind of put us on his back and, and carried us to victory there in, in the fourth quarter. Uh, none bigger than that that blitz they had on when he just sidestepped the guy and hit Michael Trigg for the touchdown to kind of put the ice on the, on the game. But they were right there for a long time. But, I, you know, I, I thought we made some great adjustments defensively at halftime. I was glad to see that. And then the, the secondary certainly is playing better. DeAndre Prince had a terrific game Saturday. Two balls back back deep in the end zone. When if they scored a touchdown, would have tightened the thing. I don't remember the score at that point, but it would have yep. tightened it up. I think it would have been a three-point game had they scored the touchdown versus right. the extra point. But DeAndre Prince was able to bat two balls away, and they, and he did only come away with three. So, uh, hey, big-time players 
step it up when they got to, you know, and, and he and he and Dart both played well towards the end. Well, the the interception by DeAndre Prince to me was the play of the game when he returned it 50 yards, and even though we didn't get a touchdown out of it, we got a, a field goal and all the momentum on our side, to me, with that one play. Yeah, and it certainly changed the momentum of the game, Chuck. You're exactly right, because things had kind of been lethargic to that point. But, yeah, that and he rushed it down their sideline and got it down close. Of course, we didn't get put in. You know, run game. And, and folks, you can say what you want to. Uh, a lot of teams are, are scheming the Rebels going to stop the run. I mean, that's exactly they're going to stop the run. So they're putting safeties up on safety blitzes on run type, you know, situations. And a lot of times you guess when you do that. And that's why we throw it around so much. But uh, they're doing a good job of stopping that. Now, you know, uh, you've got to get your offensive line's got to play better. And Coach Garrison's using a lot of different. Uh, combinations of guys you know the left side was two completely new starters there uh saturday played those guys quite a bit and then of course Jalen williams came in and played some towards the end uh but you know he likes that combination of current out of left tackle and uh quincy mcgee 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 and left guard yeah. don't know if he could play a whole year at that position but we'll <laughs> see but uh yeah, Harry. I, I, I tell you what he'd like to do. He'd like to. He would like to move Caleb Warm out to left guard and put Reese McIntosh at center. Is what he like would like to do. I'd and like you may see, see that. that. You may see that combination before it's over. Harry, I'd like to see Cade Priest going out there too. He <laughs> he would help the offensive line immensely, as far as I'm concerned. Chuck, I think you're right. I think we're missing that blocking tight end, Casey yeah. Kelly. You know, folks, you didn't think you'd be missing, but. Mm-hmm. I have to tune in a little bit to the to the Oregon game where he was doing exactly what he did here, coming across the formation and taking out that offside defensive end, whether it be a pass or a run. And I'm not so sure we're getting that kind of block at Police Corn we know can do that, but uh we're down to a sophomore who would really would have been thirteen. Uh, and then Michael Trigg, you know, that's not his forte blocking either, as we've all discussed and ad nauseum, but uh, yeah, I think having Priest going back would be a big plus in that category, Chuck. Yeah, I think Chad Kelly received a lot of criticism from that tweet he made about his younger brother there, um, about the blocking abilities he had, and, hey, he might have been right. Well, you, you know, definitely, it, he definitely was a big plus for us last year, Yancey, in the run game. There's no doubt about it. You know, yeah. unfortunately, he had a torn labrum, so he had a hard time getting his arm up for Doing much receiving, but uh, that's right. He, he, he'd stick his head in there, and that's what you got to have with a tight end. It's no block because most of the time you're going to be running at somebody or reaching. It's not along the line of scrimmage so much when you line up as an H back. You're coming across the formation a lot of times and taking that offside defensive end out, and we're just not getting that done either. So that's there, there's several things that they got to clean up to get better along the offensive line. And when they do, we're going to turn uh, number four loose. Judkins will have a big day. I tell you, Harry, to me, coaching's all about putting players in position for them to succeed. And to me, it's foolish to ask Michael Trigg to block anybody. <laughs> Just put him in the slot. He loves running down the field, catching the ball, and he's good at it. I, I just, you know, especially with some well, wide receivers yeah. out. Yeah. And I agree with you, but you, you you can't just, you know, you can't let the defense figure out that every time Trigg's out there, we're not going to run the football. We're just going to throw it down the field. So, <laughs> well, that's so, true. That's, that's a I good mean, point. You, got, you, you know, guys, it, as good as our passing game is, it's a whole lot better when you're running the ball successfully and you got those two linebackers stepping up every time you fake that run. You know, so 
that's what you got to have. You throw it in behind them, but when you're not running it successful, they're, they're playing a little looser and they're, they're backing up quickly and not able to run those slants behind them. But you got to you got to have that. And, and, and of course, Lane Kiffin likes to run the football. He led the league the last two years, but we've got we've got to step it up. We're going to get back to leading the league this year. That's for sure. Harry, you're you're very more well versed in in football knowledge than I am for sure. Do you feel like RPO is is tough on offensive linemen, not knowing whether it's going to be a a run or a, a pass? And you know, does that create any kind of hesitation or um, indecision? Is what I'm I'm curious about. Well, and I think that's a good question for for Garrison or one of those offensive linemen. But you know, you got different blocking techniques if you're going to pass block versus run block, and if you don't know what what it is, then you kind of caught in between, Chuck. So I'm sure there's more to it than that. I, 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 I try to watch the offensive line when they, they do pass pro against the defensive line in one-on-one during practice. But I've never asked that question. And that's a great question we ought to pose to Garrison if we ever get to talk to him. But you're right. If you don't know if it's going to be a pass or a run, there's a difference in the blocking schemes for sure. But, uh, you know, when the guys are coming up, up, what you don't want to have is pressure up the middle, Chuck, and you got to step inside those linemen to, to keep that pressure going up the middle of the quarterback. Uh, run run game, you know, it, it's amazing. You're just looking for a crease for those running, for running back, and uh, he's going to find that. But what many creases in the first quarter and a half on Saturday. Hey, I, I know y'all saw that Michael Pettis tweeted out today. He said, uh, I had a bad game, and I'm going to own it, and it won't happen again. So I hope not, because he did have a bad one. Yeah, he had, he had, and we know what, how capable he is, but he had two back-to-back holding calls, which never helps. But uh, I think one was declined, the other was not. But uh, he's capable of having a, a monster game. He could dominate up front if he, if he can, uh, and he will. Uh, but – you know, and there's a there's a combination of things, Chuck. We all know Caleb Warren was was injured and missed half a camp. So you know it was hot Saturday, and I, I'm sure he was gassed towards the end. But uh, uh, those guys out there playing a lot of plays. And the interesting thing for me, Chuck, is that, you know we've been averaging 85 to 95 plays a game, and all of a sudden we got what 63 in. I think Saturday, maybe 73. I think it was 63 in the week before. It wasn't but 73 or 83. So we, we we have not, even though we scored a lot of points, we have not had that many plays on offense. Harry, another area, and, and, and I know we're only talking about negatives right now because we, we understand we have to clean all this stuff up before we, we get into SEC. And they, and they did do a lot of good things, but one area that certainly needs cleaning up is one for 13 on third down. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, if you told me we would go one for 13 in the game, I would have been extremely upset because I thought we would have lost the football game. But we were three out of three on fourth down, Chuck, so I guess that helps right. a little bit. But, yeah, one for 13 will get you beat just about every weekend, that's for sure. And the other area I thought, I mean, once uh, Trey Harris went down, I think we had a little letdown. But I, And I thought the backups, uh, other than D. D Wade, and, of course, uh, uh, I, I thought Jalen Knox didn't didn't really get into the game. We threw, we targeted him a couple times, and he's got to pick it up. I, I think a little bit. Uh, uh, he's been around a few years, and I thought he would have a better Me better too. game once he was got out yeah. there and was a starter. Uh, Jordan Watkins, of course, uh, leading receiver for us. But uh, thank goodness for number nineteen. I thought Dave Wade had his best game as a Rebel for sure, and that, that one catch down there. That, 
we went on down and score was a phenomenal grab, one-handed catch over his head. When we needed it the most. Yeah. 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 Well, Harry, on, on the positive end, I, I thought second half, you know, I, you know, Jackson Dart, I said in my five thoughts, I thought he really willed Ole Miss the victory there. But defensively, that front seven uh, really played a great game that second half. And I think the development of Jared Ivey and Jamon Gordon, and I know Jamon's on that second team, uh, have really kind of elevated that defensive line. What, what are your thoughts on the front I, seven? I, I totally agree with Nancy. I, you know, you don't have to, you can call them second line if you want to, but they all play equal number of plays. And I thought both those guys at that strong side defensive end had, had a good game. And then, uh, number 99, Uku had Uku, a, yep, another yep, game, yep. you know. Backing up 95. Johnson. And, uh, had a good game. Let's yeah. don't forget J.J. Yeah, now. No, he was the glue in the first half. Both, yeah. now. Both groups, yeah, both groups of those defensive linemen had, had a good game. I think Xavier uh, Harris got banged up there maybe in the third or fourth quarter. Probably didn't have the game he had the week before, but outside of him, everybody really had a good game, especially the second half. But I thought number 15, yes, he's really stepped his game up for sure. Yeah. He talked about today, Chug, in that uh, scoop of scores. And the last time he's, he scored, he was in the fifth grade. Fifth grade, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing tight end. What, what a great memory. Remember, you scored <laughs> in the fifth grade. But uh, Hey, he what did he call it? What did he call it? A thick six. A thick six. <laughs> a thick six, yeah. And, and one last That's thing, more. Harry. Your your defensive backs, I really thought in the second half, they were they were on top of the receivers. No doubt about it, yes. That whole group has gotten better. Uh, you know, I, 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 both all four of our corners are really good players. Gaddy coming in there in, in uh, uh, number 14. Uh, DeMarco. Williams. Williams. Yeah. DeMarco. Yeah. I think, he, I think he's playing well. Of course, the two starters in Zamari Walton. And anytime you get a corner, 6'3", and they can play, and then DeAndre Prince is, Prince is playing light out on the other side. Got to get a good combination of safeties, and I, but I thought that secondary has gotten much, much, much better than last year. Thanks, Harry. All right, Thank guys. you, Woody. See you soon. Take care, brother. We'll come back and finish up the show next. Oh yeah, I don't know she's all right. I don't know she's all right. She's all right. She's all right. Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat at a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out on their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. 
Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate with over 40 years of combined experience the tom smith land and homes team serving the cleveland mississippi area is committed to achieving the best results for buyers and sellers their knowledge and expertise about agricultural hunting and recreational lands is highly known and respected throughout the state with tom smith land and homes you can expect more and get more return on your real estate investment. Contact Tom Smith Landon Homes today at 662-441-2500. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new entrance off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags. Anything, everything, Ole Miss. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Hey, before we get into some Ole Miss news, a little recruiting and the good, bad, and ugly, got to tell you about the Faris Group. They're our partner in retirement. Two decades helping retirees invest and distribute those savings. They have locations in Ridgeland, Oxford, Little Rock, and Baton Rouge. Give them a call, one 327 3735 Now, I've got a little bit of Ole Miss news for you, brought to you by Van Atkins Jewelers, the South's leader in estate jewelry and diamond solitaires, as Chuck there says. You know she's worth it. All right, we have our second player of the week as SEC Special Teams Player of the Week, the kicking Caden Davis, who uh, had uh, a couple of field goals, three for three, four for four on the PATs, including the big 56, which had a lot of extra yards to go. So good for him. And on the road against Alabama September 23rd on CBS 230 game. Yeah, I like that better than night. You don't want to get those guys drunk. <laughs> now let's uh, let's take a look at uh, some of the recruiting tidbits and talk about the Grove Collective too. They help enhance the NIL opportunities for the Ole Miss student athletes, level of protection and guidance in the NIL marketplace for the flagship university. Yancey, what are we doing? Yeah, I think the biggest tidbit football wise right now is Ole Miss's number one quarterback target for the twenty five class, Deuce Knight, has returned to George County after transferring to Lipscomb academy in nashville so he got home homesick he came home so i think this bodes well for the nation's number three quarterback in the 25 class to stay close to home in college and Ole miss and auburn appear to be the two leading schools right now um 
kind of, you know, Deion Smith the last three years out of Jackson, Mississippi, played for LSU, has been a talk. It's almost gotten into the Ronte Lanes kind of uh, <laughs> category about people asking questions that did Channing Ward play, that kind of thing. But Deion is back at Holmes Community College, and he had 137 yards receiving in his opening game this season. And Ole Miss's spirits, uh, recruiting expert Zach Barry is reporting that Ole Miss is absolutely interested in bringing uh, Dion to Ole Miss next season, obviously, if he graduates. Um, and then a basketball tidbit, Ole Miss basketball hosted an official visitor out of the 24 class this past weekend, shooting guard Eduardo Kafke from Brazil. His father, Rodrigo, played professional uh, basketball in Brazil. Gary, I know you're a big hoops player, and Chucky, and he won five club – Championships in the late 90s and early 2000s there in Brazil. Ole Miss assistant Bob Donewald is recruiting the Eduardo, and as we know, he coached out overseas for many years. I am involved in hoops. I'm not well-versed on Rivero (laughs) and Brazil. (laughs) A few. I'm not not that knowledgeable. Me neither. (laughs) If they're talking to him, the kid's got to be good. Uh, I know that. No doubt about it. So who who was the there was a defensive end at Northwest Community College that was like Ronte Langs and where we kept saying he's coming he's coming he's coming and three years later he's still not here. What was, was it, kid, Larry Womack? No, yeah, it was Womack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, was, yeah, I think he was a four star out of uh, out of East, I believe, if yeah. I remember correctly. <laughs> So yeah, he was. He's on his way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's he's at Batesville. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get some music. And speaking of Batesville, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Big Delta Power Sports resides there in I fifty five there at one fifty five Cracker Barrel Drive. A good. Well, this is easy. A comeback road win over a top twenty five team with the second half being all Ole Miss, twenty seven to three. The depth of the Rebels finally surfaced in the second half, and the Defense played lights out after some personnel and schematic halftime adjustments. Cornerback DeAndre Prince, who made a game-changing interception and 50-yard return, was my defensive player of the game. And wide receiver Dayton Wade, who caught over 100 yards of passes after Trey Harris went down with the injury, was my offensive player of the game. Special teams, well, it has to be place kicker Caden Davis, whose 56-yard field goal sealed the win. The bad, well, easy again. The first half was just not Rebel football. The Rebels were getting whipped on both lines. The run game was anemic, and the defense gave up too much, 17 points in the first half. It was simply a bad half of football for the visitors. The ugly, one for 13 on third downs, that's pretty ugly, and that'll get you beat most of the time. Yeah, they're going to have to figure that out. Uh, but, you know, again, I like the halftime adjustments that Ole Miss is making there uh, offensively and defensively. I think this is the best job that Lane and his staff have done with the adjustments. Well, we knew we, were, we knew we were going to get that with Pete Golden. Yeah. I mean. Uh, we were just talking about it. they haven't given up an offensive touchdown. Uh, I know it's only two games, and Mercer is Mercer. But Tulane's a good team. But, I mean, I, did we give up? Did we go two games last year without giving up a TD in the second half? I doubt I it. I don't know. Even I, against Slippery Rock. Yeah, I can't remember last night's <laughs> NFL game, much less last year's football. <laughs> a Slippery Rock reference. <laughs> I mean, come on. Look, keys, key, keys to the win, Georgia Tech. What are they, Chucky? Or, or what do you want to most look at during that game? 
just just sixty minutes of solid football will get the job done, in my opinion. I, I don't I don't think anything special has to happen, but I don't think we can have any kind of lulls. I think this is an improved Georgia Tech team, and they're going to come in here thinking about last year, forty two to nothing or whatever it was. Uh, athletes don't like that. And they're going to try to rectify that. And he's right. Like, they, they are six and five since that with yeah. the coaching change and everything yeah. that happened. That, that has changed. And you're going to get an SEC caliber quarterback, at least. Plus, as we were talking about, too, one of the breaks, the guys that have transferred in, they're not from Slippery Rock. But if we play, we play, we win. I agree. It's 6 30 on Saturday, and we'll come back and talk to you next week about it all. Howdy, Toddy. <laughs>